0: Well, 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 hello friends. You are here for episode 99 of the Love Your People Well podcast. Yes, that's right, episode 99. And if you missed it, yesterday, we had a quick little bonus episode to give you all the details about how to enter the 100th episode giveaway. Because next week, my friends, rain or shine, we will be here, well, Lord willing, as all things are, for episode 100. 100. And that is just incredible. So we have a really fun giveaway going on right now. Amazon gift card books, free resources, I mean, some good stuff. So definitely hop back over to that quick little episode bonus episode from yesterday. So you can get all the details. I am not going to bore you with them right now. I will just tell you, it's definitely going to be worth entering. (laughs) And uh, yeah, all those details are there. Today, though, Instead of repeating all of that, we are going to be talking about practical, creative, realistic ways that you can show your very favorite people how much you love them. You may have heard of the five love languages, and we're going to kind of talk through today what are those, what does it mean, what are some kind of real life examples for our husband and our kids. Uh, But we're not just going to review all of that. We're also then going to look at some takeaways. So, okay, if we know all of that, maybe we know the love language for our husband or something like that. How do we actually do that in real life? How do we get creative with loving our people, caring for our people? How do we do that when life is really stressful or we just had a fight or like we're maybe not, not really feeling it or feeling confused or rushed or whatever? How do we be realistic, but also creative and intentional. So whether you're familiar with the five love languages or not, this is definitely going to be a helpful episode for you. We are all going to walk away with an idea or two or, you know, hey, maybe even 10. Who knows? An idea that's going to help your family today. It, by the end of today, you can implement something we talk about today and uh, and love your people just a little bit stronger stronger or deeper, or, um, or maybe more <laughs> in a more realistic way. So friends, that's what we are talking about today. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Alrighty, my friends, as we jump into our conversation today, um, we're going to talk through the five love languages. Like I said, what are they? Why do they matter? Um, What are some kind of real-life examples And then we're going to not really turn the corner, but we're going to maybe open the book a little more broadly. Okay, maybe we know those five love languages, but how do we do them in every season of life? What can that look like for your family? Some practical takeaways that are realistic, but also hopefully will help us get a little creative with how we show these really important people just how important they are. So, that is where we are heading today. Um, and let me point you to two previous episodes that might be helpful if this is a topic, uh, maybe one of the love languages really jumps out to you, or you want to know more about it. We do have a few episodes where we've touched on some of these without labeling them because, you know, quality time hey, that's one of the five love, love languages, but everybody talks about it, everybody knows about it. So, if you want to go a little deeper, episode 48 is about do you want more quality time with your kids? Here are my five secret weapons to finding those great bonding moments. And then episode 58 was called Nine Lessons from Jesus's Life about how we can and should love our people well in the modern world. So you can find links to both of those episodes, um, as well as some other resources. We have you know devotionals and some freebies. Um, all of those links will be in the show notes for today's episode, which will be loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine nine because this is episode 99. So we have those resources for you. And then, of course, let me give my disclaimer. I am a family therapist in South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. Um, it's not professional counseling. And you can always head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling to listen to some previous episodes um, with, with a few deeper thoughts about mental health for the Christian woman and how to get connected with a great counselor. Um, That link is always at the bottom of the podcast description, so every episode, whenever you're listening, you can always scroll down there in your app and click on that if you do think, hmm, this is kind of hitting home, (laughs) it's hitting a button for me, and maybe I need to go a little bit deeper. That is always available to you. And now let's take a look at the five love languages. So you might be familiar with this book. It's by Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary Chapman. And spoiler alert, although it's not really a spoiler alert because I talked about it yesterday, but the five love languages book as well as the five love languages for children. Those are both a part of our 100th episode giveaway package. Okay, so if you are the winner, you're going to get to dive nice and deep into this topic. It's a really practical and quick read, very easy read, lots of examples in there. It's not the only part of the giveaway package, but it did get me thinking, how are we almost at 100 episodes in a podcast that's all about family relationships? And I have not talked about the five love languages. This is a very popular book, so you might be familiar with it, but let's kind of all get on the same page about what the five love languages is all about. The long and short of it is, It's basically helping us understand that different people, (laughs) everyone's an individual, and we all give love and receive love in different ways, okay? So we might do the same things, you know, we we all might tell our husbands, I love you. Uh, We all might give them a kiss or a hug at the end of the day, you know, we do these different things to show someone that we love them, but because everyone has different personalities, different preferences, different uh, backgrounds and histories, We all tend to have one or two ways where we most deeply experience love, like certain ways of interacting with each other that just feel more meaningful and help us connect more deeply with each other. And so the idea is if you can determine what are my people's love languages, what's my husband's love language, my children's love language, my friends, I mean, it's certainly not limited to the family relationships, You know, if I can figure out how do they best receive love and feel loved by me, well, then I can I can do that more often. If I really want to show them that I care, I want to do it in a way that's really going to hit home and be most meaningful for them. So that is the idea behind the five love languages. Um, now, do I personally think there's something magical about five? No. <laughs> there are millions of ways that we can show people that we love them and we would never, never, oh gosh, I see this in the counseling room and it just makes me cringe. We never want to limit ourselves to just showing each other that we love them in one or two ways. Every person benefits from and enjoys all five of these love languages and far beyond. I mean, these are pretty broad categories. Um, Side note, maybe, or a little anecdote. You've probably heard someone say, my husband's love language is food. (laughs) I hear that one a lot. Uh, For me personally, I'd say my husband's love language is sleep. He's one of those people who needs well above average if he's really going to be feeling good the next day. Um, As far as the hours that he's sleeping at night, which right now with little kids that is a gift. I try to give him as often as I can (laughs) to sleep through the night. But anyway, we say these things and we're kind of joking, you know, oh, his love language is food. Oh, his love language is sleep or whatever. Even those probably fall within some of these larger categories of the five love languages. So I don't want you to walk away thinking these are the only ways that I can show my family that I love them, because that's just not true. And I don't want you to walk away thinking, oh, well, once I figure out their love language, that's all I need to do, because that is definitely not true. That might be the most meaningful thing for them that might really hit home and be very special in your relationship, but it is absolutely not the only way that you're going to want to show them that you love them, okay? So as we talk through this today, be thinking about yourself, but also your husband, your kids, your family. When have you found them to be most appreciative of something that you've done or said? Um, What do you hear them commenting on as far as, oh, I love it when you fill in the blank? Um, Or maybe sometimes we notice what someone else's love language is, love language is (laughs) because that's what they're giving to us. We all tend to give what we are hoping to receive. And so if you're, um, let's just say maybe your daughter is very physically affectionate, she loves to, you know, run and give you hugs and hold your hand and snuggle up with you on the couch, her love language might actually be physical touch. She's trying to give that to you, offer that to you, because she finds it meaningful. She finds it encouraging and rewarding. And so we all just kind of assume, well, if that's what I want, then that's probably what everybody wants. I should be really snuggly with my mom. You probably enjoy that, at least most of the time. Um, but that may or may not actually be your favorite and most meaningful way of receiving love. So if you notice someone, you know, your husband or your kids, and you're thinking, well, they always do this same thing for me, or they always comment on how meaningful this thing is that I do for them, that's probably a really good insight into what their love language might be. But there's also a quiz online online. Um, at the 5 Love Languages website, I will have a link to that in the show notes for this episode at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward um, slash 099, because that also is really quick <laughs> and an easy way to start getting an idea for your family. All right, so let's talk then about what are they? I've mentioned them a little bit, but what are these 5 Love Languages? They're not in any particular order. We've already mentioned physical touch, quality time is a love language, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. So physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, and acts of service. Now those are probably pretty straightforward, but I will mention uh, a bit of a definition of each, okay? So physical touch, thats probably pretty obvious, holding hands, hugging, um, certainly with your husband, your intimate time in the bedroom would fall into that category. Uh, Physical touch, pretty straightforward. Quality time, that's probably also pretty straightforward. A date night with your husband, um, doing something special with one of your kids, really getting that time to connect. You know, you're not just sitting next to each other on the couch, you're each on your phone and, you know, distracted by other things, but you're giving each other attention. Words of affirmation, again, that is probably pretty self-explanatory. any time that we are complimenting someone or affirming them with our words, that would fall into this category. Acts of service. Um, So that might be doing someone's chores, you know, doing something for them that you know they don't enjoy or they're feeling kind of stressed about. Um, I mentioned, you know, that kind of almost silly, like, my husband's love language is food. Um, that would probably fall within acts of service. If you're cooking a nice meal because you know he's going to enjoy it, well, you are doing an act of service to show him that you love him. Um, it might have some other elements there. Quality time, you know, food might fall into that. Um, again, a lot of what we talk about in kind of our normal everyday conversation, my love language is coffee, my love language is, is sleep or you know, whatever, they often fall within one of these categories, and then of course, gifts is the last one. And um, well, that's pretty self-explanatory too. It does not mean it has to be a a gift that you spent money on. You don't need to be buying and wrapping presents every day to show your people that you love them. Um, typically, this one kind of falls back a little more on that angle of finding something that they will enjoy or appreciate or value. And thinking of them when they're not around to give that to them. Purchasing it, making it, finding it, you know, whatever that might be, giving them something that they will enjoy and appreciate. So let's take a look at an example with our husband and then maybe an example with our kids before we jump into some takeaways as far as how do we get creative with this? How do we do this in real life? Because sometimes our people's love language does not really gel for us. Like, it might just be really hard for you to think of how to do this thing for this other person. Um, You know, if you're a, a mom of young kids, your husband's love language might be physical touch, or even one of your kids' love languages might be physical touch, and you are just touched out because your kids are hanging on you all day long. You can't even go to the bathroom by yourself and you're just thinking, please don't touch me at the end of the day. I just need a little bit of space. I want to take a hot shower and and just be alone. You know, sometimes our season of life makes it hard to show someone else the type of love that they most want. Of course, again, we all want all of these, um, but the thing that's most meaningful for them might be something that we're just too exhausted to do it or we're not interested in it because of the season of life. So we will talk about that, but first let's look at a few examples. Because I often find in the counseling room, um, when we talk about love languages with a couple um, or with, with parents thinking about their kids, it can be difficult to think about, you know, okay, if I'm in X situation, how do I kind of think on my feet about all these different possible types of love language and ways to show someone that I love them You know, the situation doesn't change, but the thing I want to do for this person might change. Um, So that's a little bit of that creativity is just getting used to how do you want to show this person that you love them and care for them in their own love language. So maybe let's take the example, your husband comes home at the end of a really hard day at work. Okay, this is Tuesday when this episode goes live. Um, You know, it's Tuesday, your husband gets home. He's stressed at work, there's a big project, it's not going well, you know it was a really hard day, how can you best show your husband that you love him, that you support him, that you care for him at the end of a hard day? Well, let's say his physical, that physical touch is his love language. Okay, you might rub his back when he gets home or snuggle together on the couch to watch a show, you know, some sort of physical affirmation and care at the end of that hard day or same situation, he comes home tonight, it's been a really hard, long day, but his love language is quality time. Well, I'm not saying he wouldn't enjoy that back rub. I've never met someone who did not enjoy a back rub, (laughs) but he might really feel supported and cared for if you make a pot of decaf coffee after the kids go to bed and you sit down and ask him about his day and just say, hey, let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's problem solve or just tell me what happened, like catch me up. I know it was hard. I want to hear about it. That's Again, the same situation, but you're going to approach it a little differently to best hit that love language. Now, what if his love language is words of affirmation? Well, at the end of that long, hard day, you might make a point to tell him how thankful you are for all of his hard work. um, Tell him that you really respect his work ethic and you really notice and appreciate how he provides for your family. Those words are really going to hit home. What if his love language is acts of service? Okay, well, let's imagine, you know, it's Tuesday night, trash night, and that's usually what he does at the end of the day, wheels the trash out to the street. And so what you might do is, you know, he texts you to say, hey, I'm coming home late. It was a crazy day. I'm really sorry. And so you take the trash out to the street so he doesn't have to worry about it. That would be an act of service. And then finally, let's imagine maybe his love language is gifts. Okay, you get that text message. It's Tuesday. It was a crappy day. It was hard. It was long. I'm sorry I'm running late. I'm coming home now. I'm not saying that you need to like run out to Target to buy him something (laughs) as far as a gift. Maybe you make brownies for him because it's his favorite so you can give him something when he gets home. Maybe you, um, you know, grab his slippers and stick them right by the front door so they're right there and you point them out to him. You know, they don't have to be wrapped. You don't have to have a bow on it, (laughs) but you find something or make something or do something that you can give him when he comes home at the end of that long day. So hopefully that is making sense. And again, let me remind you, every husband coming home would probably love it in an ideal world. You'd have time to do all of this. You'd make that decaf coffee and while it's brewing, you'd be rubbing his back and you'd be telling him how thankful you are and how, how much you respect him. And, um, You know, while he's putting those slippers on that you stuck right by the door, you run the trash out to the street, you know, sure, that would be great. (laughs) We all want all of these. The idea is really figuring out which one is going to hit home for your husband at the end of his long day. How can you best show him in a realistic way? Because you probably don't have the time or energy to do all of these. Which one would be the most meaningful to him? Okay, let's, think, let's uh, think about an example with our kids, okay? Because it's a little bit different sometimes when we think about um, our kiddos. Let's imagine you're trying to love your daughter well. Um, you know, she's had, <laughs> I keep saying, a busy, long, hard month. Life can be hard sometimes. Those are really the moments we really want to feel loved and supported. It doesn't have to be a, um, you know, a difficult day. <laughs> it might just be... She's turning 16 and you're thinking, oh my gosh, we've only got two more years left at home. I really want to do something special. So you've got, you know, a Saturday, neither of you have plans and you really want to show your daughter how much you care about her. Okay, well, let's think about it. Physical touch. If that's her love language, you want to maybe start that day with a hug. Gets up in the morning, you want to hug her, uh, maybe braid her hair, um, you know, something where you are, again, physically showing her that affection. Quality time? Okay, you might plan a special outing with her for Saturday. You guys go out to brunch together or you go shopping together and have a conversation and you're not on your phone and you're not distracted, but you're just focusing on her. Words of affirmation. Maybe that's her love language. You really want to show her how important she is to you as she's you know hitting this milestone, turning 16. You might write her a note telling her what you love about her. Tell her how how great she is at, you know, some talent that she has. Tell her how how thankful you are that she's your daughter, that she's part of your family, how much you've enjoyed raising her. Tell her these sweet things in note or in a conversation. But maybe acts of service, maybe that is her love language. And so on this random Saturday and you want to specifically show her how much you care about her, uh, maybe you wash her car for her. She may or may not, you know, ask you to do that. She may or may not be a part of it with you. Um, she may or may not even know that you're doing it. You can just smile when you see her walk out and her car is shiny and new and, and beautiful. Maybe her love language is gifts. Yes, you might take her on a shopping trip on this special Saturday. Um, but again, you don't have to spend money. That would be a great way to maybe buy her a gift, but you might also make her her favorite breakfast in the morning. You might... um Let's just think off the top of my head for love languages gifts. You, you know, maybe she's been talking for a long time about a favorite blouse of yours or a, you know, some a piece of jewelry of yours that she really likes. Well, you might gift that to her, give it to her or um, even just let her borrow it. Like do something a little out of the ordinary, give her something. To start that Saturday well with a special treat or to go out and and buy something together or do something together. Um, Even just that, you know, we said quality time might be plan an activity and go spend the day with her. That can also be a gift. (laughs) That might be, you might wanna be a little more intentional there of telling her, you know, hey, I really wanna spend some time with you and I know you've really been wanting to go see this movie or try this restaurant or, you know, there's this new um, park in town that that just looks gorgeous and they have a really nice walking trail. Um, you know, I really want you to enjoy that. So let's go together. Um, does not have to cost money, (laughs) but all of these things can happen on that Saturday that you're trying to show your daughter that you love her. Again, these are just examples. Um, but of course, most of these would work regardless of the person. You know, if your daughter gets home at the end of a long day, you might also make that pot of decaf coffee to sit down together and talk about her day if quality time is um, her love language. You know, most of the things we are going to do to show another person that we love them and care for them are not going to be super specific to the relationship relationship husband versus son versus daughter versus friend, it's going to be a little more specific based on what is their love language. The activities or the things that you're doing are more likely to, um, well, to be helpful regardless of the relationship. Probably an asterisk there around physical touch. You know, your relationship with your husband, you can have some physical touch that you're not going to have with other people. (laughs) That's just real life. So those are the love languages. Those are some examples. So let's talk about some ways to get a little creative, but also realistic if you are trying to use this love languages information to love your people well. (laughs) So I know I have already mentioned a few of these things, but let's recap a few that I've briefly touched on. Um, first of all, you don't want to just offer your people whatever it is you want them to do for you. So you might really be thinking, I need a date night with my husband, like that quality time. I need it. That's what's going to be so meaningful to me. And so you put a ton of energy and time into making that happen. Now, I'm not saying that shouldn't happen because your needs and desires for that absolutely matter. But if you're thinking about how do I love my husband well, how do I show him love right now, He may or may not consider the date night, the quality time to be the top priority. You might get a lot further giving him a back massage at the end of the day or uh, making a a real point to give him words of affirmation every morning, every evening. Your relationship might grow a lot further. You might connect a lot more um, if that is what you're focusing on because that's his love language, even if it's not your love language. So that is one thing you definitely want to keep in mind is that just because you want to get it (laughs) doesn't mean it doesn't matter. But it does mean when we're thinking about how do you show love to the other person, what you want to receive is not going to be a helpful, or at least a very helpful guidepost for understanding what they want. Okay. And similarly, kind of the flip side of that, if you're struggling thinking, I don't know what they want. I don't know what my daughter's love language is. I don't know what my husband's love language is. Well, I mentioned this earlier, you can kind of take a look at what are they offering you when you do have those moments of connection or they're trying to, to connect with you or show you that they love you, whatever they are doing for you try reciprocating that. Try giving them back that same type of love. Maybe that's touch, maybe that's time, maybe that's words, maybe that's gifts. And see if that really goes further than you might think. Because if they are giving it to you, it's probably because they find it meaningful. And that is helpful information. They all matter all the time. (laughs) Don't think like, oh, my husband really cares about acts of service, so I'm not going to bother with all the other stuff. That is not ultimately going to be a particularly helpful approach. You really want to make sure all five of these love languages are weaved into the fabric of your relationship. Now, we've talked about um, the reality for gifts and for acts of service, right? That gifts do not have to cost money. Acts of service don't have to just be about doing chores for someone. We want to get creative. Really looking at the principle behind the love languages is going to be the most helpful. Um, and this is not just, I mean, I think gifts and acts of service, that's the most common. Those are the most common too, where we think, this is the one thing that it means. If I'm getting someone a gift, I went to the store and I bought something. Um, But wives can fall into this trap all the time thinking about physical touch for their husbands. It does mean more than just sex. Now, that's part of it, of course, in the marriage relationship. But physical touch goes far beyond the bedroom door. And quality time, that's more than just date nights. Date nights are great. They can really bless and enhance a marriage, but. You can have quality time together and never have what you might typically call a date night. So don't get stuck in thinking there's only one way to fulfill these different love languages. The principle behind each of them is what's going to actually be a lot more important. And that's going to help you get flexible and creative when your seasons of life change. Your date nights probably look different today than they did when you were actually dating and you had not yet gotten married. And your date nights when you have toddlers at home probably look different than when you have teenagers at home. So even the events are going to change over time. So if we think about these five love languages, I've already mentioned how gifts, it's really more about giving something to someone, showing them, hey, I was thinking of you when you weren't around and here's this tangible proof of that. I'm going to give you these brownies that I baked or I'm going to give you maybe this gift that I purchased or I'm going to um, gift you with a plan for you know, our trip or our outing or our date night or whatever it is. Acts of service are not just about doing chores for someone. It might be doing something nice for them, washing their car that's probably not a regular chore on the schedule, but it would be meaningful to someone if acts of service is meaningful for them. So don't limit yourself to a specific, you know, if this is their love language, that equals this specific action. Consider the principle behind it, and then just try to do what you can actually do on a regular Tuesday or whatever day it is, whatever season of life it is in. And I will highlight that as well. (laughs) Let's just take 30 seconds and talk about perfect. Perfection. It does not exist, my friend. And sometimes when we read books like the five love languages and they've limited it to five, you know, there's a specific number and they all have this specific label on them and we think there's gonna be a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Don't stress yourself out trying to do the perfect thing in the perfect way you will probably never give the perfect gift that saves your marriage or that restores a relationship with your child. Ultimately, showing love for people is about being present with them, connecting with them, and trying to make decisions and do things in your day-to-day life that honor them and, and show that you are listening, show that you are caring, show that you are paying attention. If your husband, I mean, let's talk about my husband for a minute. He loves pie, okay? I don't really care about pie. I mean, apple pie, that's fine. I'm not saying I won't eat some pie. Mm, Yes, I could eat some pie. But if I were to make him a birthday cake, (laughs) I mean, that's fine. He would eat it, especially if it was a cheesecake. But if I make him a birthday pie, now he knows I, I know him. I'm paying attention to him. I'm connecting with him. That really doesn't have a whole lot to do with what are the five love languages? What love language is his number one, his, his primary, his his top priority? It comes down to knowing your people and acting accordingly. So whatever you know is their favorite thing or something they're really into right now or that excites them or that they find helpful or important or meaningful, focus on those things. Ask questions about those things. Um, invest in Maybe doing activities that you might not care about at all, but that show your person you're listening to them. You get it. You care. Don't stress about finding the perfect way to live out these five love languages. Just focus on the person, getting to know them, getting to be with them. And that is ultimately how you will show them that you love them. And let's um, <laughs> circle back just for a moment to the seasons of life because this is a big one for moms that we we may have our primary love language you know when you were in college it might have looked one way when you were newlywed it might have looked one way well whatever season of life you're in today it might look different than it has looked in the past and that's fine and if that's true for you it's probably true for other people too for your husband for your kids for for your friends for everybody we all go through seasons. So don't get frustrated if you're thinking, well, I used to, you know, shower my child with these words of affirmation and they loved it and it always encouraged them and they would smile so big and they were, you know, I could tell that it was meaningful to them and now I shower them with words of affirmation and affection and they roll their eyes at me. That might just be because they're 15 and not because you're doing something wrong, um, or it might be because their primary love language, for whatever reason, has changed. They've gotten older. Their preferences are starting to develop more. They might find quality time to be a lot more meaningful now than they did when they were a child. And so we need to be aware that the seasons change. That's okay. That's a good thing. We want to grow and mature. But that does mean that our connection with within our marriage and within our parenting that connection, that bond is gonna also change over time. So we need to stay in tune with what's really going on with our season of life and our people. And if you're struggling, um, I'll just make this the last little takeaway bullet point uh, because if this is new for you, it's really gonna be easy to forget um, or to focus a little too much, like I said, on finding the perfect thing to do. There is no perfect thing to do. But we also can struggle just to remember when something is new for us. We might have great intentions of really investing in physical touch within our home because we know that's really important to the people in our home, to our family members. But if it's just not something that's super important to you, it doesn't fill your love tank, it doesn't, um, you know, for you, it's not the most meaningful way to connect, then it's going to be easier to forget to do that for other people Because it just, you know, it's not gonna pop in your head as often. That's just how the human brain works. And so if you find yourself struggling to remember, struggling to follow through on some of the goals that you might have in showing love, jot yourself down reminders. There is absolutely nothing wrong with sticking a post it note, you know, on your bathroom mirror or on your car steering wheel or wherever it might be on the refrigerator saying, compliment my daughter today if words of affirmation is her thing, her love language, or saying, you know, don't forget, give hubby a kiss because physical touch is one of his big love languages. It's perfectly fine and ultimately probably very helpful if it actually reminds you to do these things. So jot down those reminders, leave yourself a note. If you don't want everyone to see it, put a note in your phone. I use the reminders app on my phone All day long. If I did not, things would never happen because I would forget about it, despite my best intentions. Let it pop up and remind you at two o'clock in the afternoon, hey, send a text with a word of affirmation because you know that's gonna be meaningful to someone. So find ways to remind yourself to do these things. And and stay realistic in your own mindset as you try to live out these love languages, as you try to invest in your relationships, a lot of it is going to come down to how you're thinking about it. Are you stressing about finding the perfect thing to do? That's not going to be helpful. Are you thinking every season of life is going to be the same and whatever worked when your kid was five is going to be the same when they're 15? That's not going to be very realistic. So take a look around you today. My friend, that would be the place to start. I mean, as I said in the show notes for today, there will be a link to the five love languages assessment quiz, totally free that you can do online. I didn't create it, it's not my thing, it's Gary Chapman's thing. Um, but I'll have links and all of that in the show notes. Um, that might be a good place to get started to try to start figuring out what is the love language for your various people, your husband, your kids. Um, or it might be as simple. As having that takeaway of paying attention, keeping your eyes open, trying every day to notice what is something new about these people that I love that I can take action on. Or what did someone mention is, you know, oh, that TV show that they're just obsessed with right now or a favorite candy that they have or, you know, whatever little things they might comment on. Uh, Make yourself a goal of noticing those things and then taking action on that. Buying that bag of Skittles at the grocery store because they mentioned that they've been craving Skittles lately or whatever those little moments are, that's going to go a long way. And focusing there is probably going to be a lot more helpful than stressing out about, well, which love language am I trying to hit on with this thing that I'm doing? Gifts might not be your son's top priority, but if he's wanting some skittles and you buy him some skittles <laughs> that is going to show him that you're listening that you get him that you know him and that you're thinking of him and doing things for him even if gifts is not his top priority so don't get bogged down my friend by which love language is it you know can i define it do i have the perfect thing to do just spend time with your people pay attention and take action on those things that you're learning those things that you observe Those smaller things that tell them, I'm with you, I care about you, and ultimately showing them that you love them. So that is all we've got for today's episode. And again, if you are the winner for our 100th episode giveaway, you're going to get this book, The Five Love Languages. You're also going to get The Five Love Languages of Children. Um both really helpful books. That's not all you're going to get. You're going to get an Amazon gift card and the crazy love book and some coffee and a free digital resource. I mean, you're getting some good stuff, but you will also get the five love languages book and all the different resources and the the things we talked about today. You can find all of that on the website in the show notes at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash zero nine nine. And don't forget to circle back with us on Friday for our follow-up episode. Uh, We will continue diving into this idea of how do we show people with tangible actions, you know, what can we do that shows those little moments of love to the people that we love. So we will be back on Friday. And until then, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.